Welcome to the Cultivate for Good podcast, where Sal and Wendy will keep it real and break down common problems that aren't commonly discussed in the nonprofit world. I am your host, Megan Shelley. Look me up on LinkedIn and feel free to connect if you'd like to chat. Special thanks to our sponsor, the Central Virginia Business Coalition, who's dedicated to promoting business in Central Virginia. Members enjoy networking, marketing, and promotional benefits all at low annual rates. Visit cvabc.org to learn more. A special thanks to our sponsor at Dot Drives. Dot Drives is the simplest way to build and manage donor relationships. The software built for fundraisers by fundraisers helps you cultivate donor relationships and raise more money. If your brown profit needs to get all your donor information into one place, or you're tired of overpaying for complex software that nobody actually wants to use, check them out at dotdrives.com. That's D-O-T-D-R-I-V-E-S.com. Everybody and welcome back to the Cultivate for Good podcast with Sal and Wendy. I'm Megan, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about what is real empowerment. It's something that a lot of people tend to get wrong, or they just don't understand it very well. So just to start right off uh, with Sal first, since uh, he's very passionate about wow. this topic, what does empowerment mean? What does empowerment mean? Well, I'm glad you asked, Megan. First of all, good morning, Zach. Great to be in the studio with you. I mean, Megan just always makes me get right down to work. What no one else seems to be able to accomplish that. Yeah, I know. She <laughs> do, well, she does a decent job true. accomplishing true, that. True. I mean, I have to come back to the question pretty quickly. But I do. I, I will segue for a second. How, how is your week going? Week's going well. We yeah. know where we are. Yeah. The most wonderful time of the year. Okay. Um, but... When we were together last, I had something that was looming. Oh, boy. Right? I passed my CFRE. Oh, boy, that's right. Yes. yes. See, see what, what we were talking about earlier before we got on this 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 uh, program yeah. was like taking a breath, recognizing, you know, appreciating. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. So you got a lot of chatter on LinkedIn. Got some chatter on it. Yeah. Um, love the fact that I have the tests behind me, but then what that allows me to be able to do. And anyway, it's yeah. it's an exciting time in my career. So yes. Awesome. Well, actually, selfishly speaking, I'm just excited because we're friends. So now I'm like, <laughs> yes, no, I do hang out with people who, who are wise in this space. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, excellent. All right. So, well, back to you. What was the question again? Empowerment. Empowerment. Oh, well, you know, I you love it. Wrote down a I got this. So I'm going to go all the way back to early this morning. And I wanted to bring in a dictionary. And I wanted to say Sal's taking it old school. Because no one knows what a dictionary is. Pretty, pretty much. Now, I'm happy to say I found my my biblical concordance. Lovely could not find my Webster. Okay. So that means I'm with the rest of the fold. And no. you know what I depend on? The Google. Yeah, pretty much. The phone, the Google, for everything. So I had to re- resort to that. But I did take it a step further. Mm. Not just left it on my phone. I could have pulled out my phone right here, people. But instead, I'm pulling out, by the way, my nice little Christmas gift from an organization that I love and support. And I wrote down the definition that actually popped up on my iPhone via Google. <laughs> so here we go, Megan. Empowerment. I thought these were great, great explanations or definitions. Yes. Empowerment. The process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life, one's choices, 
one's decisions, one's actions, and dare I say, one's beliefs. Claiming one's rights, for like example, women claiming equality in our country or in other areas around the world, mm -hmm. we see what's going on in Afghanistan, for yeah. instance, right? So claiming one's rights uh, falls under empowerment. And then there was a, another definition, and I thought this was really um, key. The degree of autonomy and self-determination in people and in communities. Wow. That autonomy word is big. It is big. It is big. So that's kind of, you know, that's not necessarily Sal's, uh, I mean, um, Sal's definitions, although I will say I threw in the one's beliefs. I'm taking credit for that one. Um, but empowerment is, uh, Megan, to answer your question, empowerment is a topic that is extremely important to me. And I'll tell you why. Because those people who have been around me for the last couple of years, um, oh, here I go. I'm getting on the soapbox Sally moment because um, I, I can get, I could get on a rant over this because the term empowerment is thrown around very loosely. Um, people like to say they are empowering others. And that frustrates me a little, and I'll tell you why. Um, and maybe this is coming from a little place of pride, but if you just listened to that definition, I mean, that's deep stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's giving over power. Control. Control. And those aren't things that are done with, like, one conversation. And that's the impression I've been getting in, in even an hour, dare I say, nonprofit community. Everybody's taking empowerment and throwing it into their mission statement. Everybody's throwing it around like it just, in an instant, mm. you have created this environment and you are empowering other individuals. And I'm here to tell you, I, I again, forgive me, but it's not that easy. Well, it isn't. If it's going to be lasting, if it's real. Right. It, I mean, empowerment is, is a process. It's a pouring out into others. It's allowing all those things that, I mean, when does a person, I, I think of this scenario about um, those, those of us who have children, um, you know, you, you're constantly trying to um, groom that child and pour into that child so that what? They could become one day independent. You know, they could live their own life. They're not relying on you anymore. So you expend a ton of resources, a ton of energy yes. into that process. It's not something that just happens overnight. And the same applies when we're talking about empowering individuals in our workforce, individuals in our different uh, areas of ministry, in the field, the outreach centers, whatever environment we're talking about, different communities, marginalized communities. You just can't go in there with a term and think that people are going to embrace that term uh, for that matter, even know what it really means to live an empowered mm -hmm. life because there has to be an investment in that person. You have to help empower that person and recognizing like you said it's over time it's not something that's going to be done with perfection we know that's not a, a real thing but that there are going to be missteps on our part the one who is handing over this empowerment and those who are looking oh, to empower i love where you went oh that was that was that was awesome because to take it back to the parent scenario 
what happens sometimes when there is a misstep? <laughs> oh, we're going to go ahead and take that right oh, back. <laughs> Wendy, no wonder you have these certifications you have. Uh, you are spot on. So in the parent world, what often happens is we pour, we pour, we give, we build, we educate, we train, we empower. And then once they make a mistake or make a decision that doesn't align with our value system, what is the natural reaction in many cases? Now, I'm not going to label all parents, but if we're truthful, in many cases, the natural reaction is, whoa, 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 wait a second. I didn't sign on for that. Like, you better straighten up. Um, and so we have a tendency to, uh, to pull back on the very thing that we were striving to achieve in that individual. And to your point, so as a non-parent, <laughs> I see that translate very much the same way within ministry, with leadership, with board. We have these conversations and talking about, okay, we have this collective vision that we're moving towards. And now in my role as director of donor engagement, here are the ways, as I'm hearing from the donor, we need to step that out. Mm. And the moment one of those initiatives doesn't go the way that we talked about it around that boardroom table, because we're talking about people, right? then it's now it's nothing. Now we've got to put a halt on it all, bring it all back. Oh, and it's, it's like so good. maybe with the bathwater, it's all thrown out. And so to your point, we talk about empowerment, but when it comes to living it out, and you and I have battled this over the years that we've known each other because, you know, different doesn't mean wrong, but it does. If we're going to be truthful, <laughs> my way is the right way. Yeah, right? my way or the highway. And so walking out this, this, this term and this way of living that says, I don't agree. It may not have been the best, but I have said I trusted you because that at the core, you know, we talked about where our pride steps in, but at the core of empowerment to work is trust. So good. And that doesn't come easily. So good. And that's where, you know, if we trust, mm. if we've allowed that relationship to mature to that place where we trust, we have to further trust that that person is now able to make those decisions, whether we fully understand or not. I mean, let's think about this for a second. What did, what was all of that energy expended for? If then you have to step back in again and make the decision for that person. Why are we doing this? And, and I know you're going to touch on this and, and I'm sure Megan's going to reel us in here in a second, but where yeah, does, it, yeah, where does accountability? So that fine line of you're empowered, but there's still that yeah, accountability tough, piece, yeah, right? That's a, that's a piece. Yeah. Where do, how do we balance those things out? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know we let that line go really far out and Megan's going to reel it in a bit, but hopefully we gave you some, some, some clarity around how we define empowerment. You actually did a really good job leading it in to the next point, because as you said, there's a very fine line and sometimes empowerment, it gets thrown around a lot, actually ends up harming people rather mm. than helping. Mm. So to throw this out, let's start with Wendy this time. How does helping hurt and when does it hurt? Well, I think we've talked about this in a couple of episodes. Helping hurts when I make it about me, right? I haven't taken the time, we, and we're speaking about this in empowerment, that it takes time. We haven't taken the time to actually listen to what the need is or what 
what the idea is, what the desire is. Are we on the same page of, of moving forward with vision? Okay, mm. great. We've established that. It doesn't mean that we see how to get there in the same. Do I respect you enough to take the time to listen? Let's talk through it. Let's look at that pros and cons. Where are we willing to step out in an area that may be brand new and go, we know that this could have a misstep. We're going to do that together. And I think helping hurts when it's a one-sided decision. I've looked at the situation. Yes, I've heard you, donor or community member who I'm here to help. And I've nodded my head and said, yes, I understand you, but I've already formulated my own plan. Right. And and not speaking that out, um, where it may be my concerns of what you're saying and moving forward, but a head nod saying, yes, we are doing this collaboratively, definitely is where helping hurts. Yeah. I can't, I really can't add anything to that. I think that's a great example um, of that. Uh, I do know prior to Megan's question, you touched on the accountability factor. And yeah. I think there was a little of that yes. in, in that question as well. And for me, that's, that's, that, that has been a difficult mm. challenge sometimes because I tend to be very focused on uh, creating that autonomy. And, and so in, in doing that, right, you're, you're giving that person that space, um, and the ability to make mistakes. Um, and sometimes those mistakes, they may, they may be costly. Yes. So it has been, that has been a bit of a challenge for me as I've walked out, uh, the process of striving to help others become empowered. Uh, I know it was a long sentence, but that's kind of how I, I view it. It's it's walking that out. Well, and and even with the parenting, or in your case, you even now have grandparenting that you're that you're doing. You want the best. You want the best for them, and so that accountability brings that. It, it helps with those guardrails. Right. I think the big thing is having that conversation up front, right. so expectations are set. Empowerment isn't do what you want to do, and there are no so true right. There, there's there's no accountability piece in there. There's no guardrails or else I really don't care for you. If I take the, the stoplights and the stop signs down, you're going to crash. And mm-hmm. if I care about you and want this to be better for, then there has to be. But that's got to be established up front. Mm. And then again, in that trust space, trust each other to say, I either don't agree or I don't understand right. or let's have clarity on that. It's not a one and done. The decision yes. is made. And I think that that's those pieces of, Accountability has to be um, woven into and baked into the process for it to actually be successful. Yeah. While you were talking, there was so many, so many bulbs firing. Um, Yeah. I was just saying, yes, yes, yes. I think the trust, the woven in, um, the accountability. uh, I was look. I was trying to, as you were speaking, I was trying to think about it from the participant side, Mm. the recipient of empowerment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the possibility, and maybe this is what I've feared at times, there's the possibility of them uh, believing, well, this person is not really empowering me because, you know, I'm answering to them or I'm... Yes. But it, it's it's not that. And that's what I hear you saying. It's yeah. not that. Uh, I like to use a term called loving accountability. Um, and I've used that sometimes to explain, I think, this very thing we're talking about because accountability tends to have a negative. uh, Absolutely. uh, Yeah. That I'm controlling you. Right. So by, by adding loving in front of that, 
I think we have an opportunity to explain to an individual that I am holding you accountable, but I'm doing it in your best interest. Yes. This is because I care about you. And it's not that you've annoyed me or somehow wronged me and I'm going to now make you, you know, pay for that. Yes. So yeah, that's, this is some deep stuff, Megan. I mean, you're, you're, you're making me think hard today. I'll make you think harder because I'm going to throw out another question here. (laughs) Based on what you guys are talking about, you know. I have a two-question contract, by the way. (laughs) Was Megan not aware of that? That contract's been broken. It was broken? Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I hate to break the contract, but I am curious. If there are so many ways to, as as you were saying, you know, accountability is, it kind of has a negative connotation. Kind of, oh, okay, you know, somebody's got to be watching behind me. So how can you sort of, provide empowerment to people without feeling like they're nanny, you know, like giving them that, that overarching, I'm watching you kind of feeling. I think it's because it's got to be mutual. Really? Uh, with any amount of accountability, there's got to be a part and a portion of that where they feel like they can speak in to you as well. And even if you're in that leadership component or space over them and the title says that this is your job to do, they need to recognize that you appreciate empowerment and accountability um, for what it, what it brings to the table that you're willing to step into that space and receive it. And that's where I've seen it work best. And um, because Sal and I have had the opportunity to work together in that space and, and, and specifically in the international space, I've watched him do that. Um, I've watched him be, ooh, none of us like this word, vulnerable with people that he is leading, with people that he is calling into that accountability space, calling into that space of, um, let, I'm going to, to share this empowerment with you, watching him give that back over and giving them the opportunity to speak into his life and space and maybe poke and ask some questions and turn that over and why why that way, Sal, and and him not say, well, I'm the boss and just do what I say. That's it. And I, and I think that that has really shown me where it's not that it's not difficult. Empowerment is still a very heavy lift, but how it can work, where I've seen it work. So that's, you know, that's a space that I think that we certainly all need to be, it's, and it's intentional. I've never seen him do that passively. And as I've tried to put that in place, even within my team here, um, in the space that I am in, is to show that vulnerability and show accountability and, and empowerment is for all. Um, and it's not just something to be doled out, but you have to know how to receive it. Wow. Wendy, again... I don't know. You must have had your Wheaties this morning. I asked Zach earlier if he had his Wheaties. We were having a couple of technical difficulties, um, but Zach is amazing. He he got it turned around quickly. But you obviously had your Wheaties. Um, I, I the I could only add one word to what you just said because that was beautifully said. Thanks for the, the nice um, comments as well. Um, certainly appreciate that. But the one word I would add to that mm. is humility. Because that's the only way that it works. So the person providing the environment that allows others to be autonomous Mm -hmm. and ultimately empowered, I think has to be willing to be humble. Because of everything you just said, I don't have to repeat everything you just said, but 
you have to humble yourself because the irony of the whole concept is you are pouring out into others mm. and that is an act of service and that is an act of humility um, and you have to remember that humility is at the core of that yeah and so when that act of service gets challenged you still have to use that same core uh, component of humility to respond. It doesn't change. The challenge doesn't all of a sudden take your acts of service yeah. and love and pouring out and now make you into uh, a different individual no. or, or, or think this through differently. It's that same source of humility that then says, I'm going to allow this to happen. I'm going to listen to this individual all again, back to the yes. explanation. Yeah. You said. No, I like that. It's got to be what's at your core. I mean, it speaks to previous episode of what's our, why there are just some things that don't change. That's where we're anchored. Right. And so right. we've got to go back to that anchoring. Yeah. Love Isn't it. it amazing that we, we love to complicate things, but at the end of the day, there's probably not too many core character qualities. We might say, that if we could spend a little more time reflecting and, and, and acting on those, you know, a lot of these other circumstances would, would be worked out. Right? And I'm, and I'm hoping that that's what, what we're doing here with the podcast brings about. That's the only way we can cultivate anything for good. Right. Is right. to, to make sure we're staying with those core recentering ourselves. We talk about getting refreshed and recentering. And there are times where we were even talking about that this morning, where we feel so harried and moving that it's time. Those times say, get back to the basics. It's identifying what those basics are. And that's what we're talking about. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. All right. Well, to close it out then, just to kind of bring everything together, you guys know, I love practical things, right? Making everything so helpful and condensed. So if you had to give maybe just a couple of bullet points to people about how to practically empower donors, coworkers, the mission, whatever aspect of their organization that needs to be, how could they do that and just, or at least start taking steps in the right direction? Mm. Well, yeah, I don't know how I could answer this one easily because you said one thing, Wendy, and as you were speaking, I was like, mm-hmm, that's right, amen. It, it's not an easy lift. No. It's not an easy lift. So I almost want to – your question is great because you got to take steps, right? Yes. It's got to be that first step. And maybe – and I don't, I don't say this pridefully, but maybe because I've been kind of in this boxing ring for a long time, it's harder for me to, to think about, you know, what are those, what are those on-ramps – you know, what, what, what helped me get into the ring? Um, I, I feel like I'm in the ring. I feel like I'm always slugging it out. Like, like, like I'm getting smacked by Mike Tyson and I'm trying to like, you know, <laughs> give it back. Uh, I know it takes a lot of being intentional. You, it, it has to become a priority. So back to how we started mm. with Sal's rant it's not a light thing. It's not a simple thing. So to answer Megan's question, like I don't have that next step at this moment. I'm sure if I sat down and took my book and we, we had further time to talk and, and, and work that out, I could come up with some easy responses. But for me, my mind immediately goes to the heavy because you have to be determined that 
empowerment is going to be part of your leadership style. Yes. And if it's going to be part of your leadership style, you have to spend a lot of time exercising those muscles. You have to spend a lot of time and be willing to be in that ring. Like you said, vulnerable. When you get into a boxing ring, you're pretty vulnerable. Oh, open. It's, it's you, your skin, a pair of trunks, and somebody's fist. That's a pretty vulnerable yeah. place to be in. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you, empowerment for a leader, for someone who wants to uh, answer Megan's question and, and be that type of person that that leads that out, that guides people, that empowers people, you're going to be in a boxing ring. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, it's ironic to hear you say, I don't, you'd have to pull out your pad and start making the notes. And I think part of it is because it's, it's so baked in. Um, I see this in my leadership and I know that it's because of what's been poured into me over the years. And I see it in yours because we've had the opportunity to work together. It has to become a part of your DNA. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta claim that. And so it's recognizing that it's not you or or me and as the leader who's doing that alone inviting others into the space which is also vulnerable and so I've seen that happen working with you and I've seen that in my own space where we're gonna come around the table and talk about these very real hard things before we step into a specific project so I think the best way that I would answer that question Megan is how what's that first step do it make sure that you recognize that talking about empowerment before you walk it out, so all of these things that we're saying that you're actually doing that in an open forum with so those good. that you're working with. So good. And you know what? Yeah. Just allowing you to, to voice your thoughts immediately spurred me on to a real practical step, which is having your cultural DNA yeah. and reinforcing that. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking one of the, the, the cultural characteristics in any organization I'm part of is basically that, that everybody is an owner. Everybody yeah. is a founder. You know, we, we drill that in. So when you talk about empowerment, if you start calling people founders and owners, that's right. You know, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big role. Now you got to walk that out. It can't just be words because you've given that over. How does that look? So, exactly. and I've, I've seen that, you know, having meetings where that's, that's a core reason why we're getting around the table is to talk about that very thing. Because getting into the points of anything else that has to be the foundation. So yeah. I would say that's first step yep. and it. best step. <laughs> good. I was, I'm glad you were able to answer a question. I think we both handled it pretty good. I think you guys did a great job of addressing it, especially for people who might not be as familiar. Uh, but this entire podcast has been super informative. Thank you guys so much for coming down to chat with me. Appreciate the opportunity always. Yeah. It's always, always good to see everyone. Absolutely. Great. Great questions. Thanks again, Megan. You're on point as usual. And of course, we want to give our shout out to the main man, Zach, for his technical ability and his... Uh, his uh, savvy. Savvy. Yeah. Thanks, Zach.